Hallelujah. Miracles are for today. Amen. Therefore, today, our God doesn't change. So if he healed, set free and delivered in the days of the Bible, the ones that we read, the days of maybe our grandparents, he does it today too. He can do it today. Today. What's today? March, March 5th. He can do it today. Amen. Amen. Are you thankful for our praise and worship team? Thank you for your worship team. Thank you for your worship. Thank you for leading us. Thank you, thank you. I'm going to try to transition. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. We've been in the sermon series, Kingdom. Kingdom. Because as children of God, when we came to know the Lord, when we accepted him as a savior, we entered into the kingdom of God. And I've been so thankful because it's, it's been so enlightening at times. It's been reminder. At times, it's been revelation. And I'm thankful for the messages that we've heard so far. Pastor Jamin, Pastor Beth, the last week, they've been amazing. They're reminding us. And we've been having fun. I mean, it's a play on words. Don't be kingdom, you know, in the kingdom of God. And it's a play on words, and we're having a great time. And so today, um, we're going to have a good time. And I'm not going to take too much time. I have a couple of just scriptures and, and some uh, revelation that I want to share with you and just some reminders and we're going to have a good time and I know we have the impact kids in here so if you're from impact kids just give me a an amen let me hear your voice hi that's fine that's fine everybody just say hi pastor Olga we're so glad that you guys are in here with us and I pray that we are just continue to be a great example and role models for all of you guys and and so if you're thankful kids if you're thankful for your all your impact kids teachers let's give them a hand Amen. I'm thankful for all our teachers that teach and give up of, um, of being in here receiving to just go and pour out into our kids, and that's amazing. So just a couple, just a recap real quick. Pastor Jamin talked about don't be kingdom ignorant. Remember that a couple weeks ago? Don't be kingdom ignorant. Going from ignorance to knowledge, going from darkness to light. And he talked about how when we're ignorant to things, that's where the enemy has dominion. I mean, he talked to us and taught us about the schemes and the enemy. Remember, we had those eight points and we went down. And all these messages you can listen to again in the podcast. Pastor Beth, the last week, he talked about don't be kingdom. And he, he talked about not being kingdom silence. Because when you were dumb also means to be mute, to be silence. And he talked about how as children of God, we're supposed to be bold with our witness. And we're supposed to bring others into the the kingdom of God, and with our lives, with our words, and he encourages us to make some noise. And today I'm talking about don't be kingdom. Don't be kingdom. Let's use wisdom. So everybody say wisdom. wisdom. We're going to be talking about wisdom today. We're going to have a good time. And just know that um, this in any way doesn't come, uh, I don't want it to ever come across as um, derogatory or down. I'm learning too. I need wisdom just as much as you. So we're going to learn together today. Amen. Uh, Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One's understanding. So what is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to make good judgments. You hear that a lot. Be like, make sure you use wisdom when you do that. Make sure you use wisdom before you move. Make sure you use wisdom before you take on a new job. Or make sure you use wisdom before you enter into a new relationship. We hear that all the time. Wisdom is is the ability to make good judgments. Wisdom is application of knowledge. Facts, truth, a lot of times we take some time to pray, collect data, what does the word say? We're using wisdom before making decisions. Wisdom is being able to see 
and judge the goodness of God in situations. Wisdom is being able to see and judge the goodness of God. Wisdom is also being able to see the evil in situations and know, "Uh uh-uh, that's not of God, or nope, we're not going to do that because that doesn't line up with God's word. Wisdom. Wisdom is being able to filter your life, your decisions, your distractions, actions through the word of God. Because in the end, our, the Bible is our, our life manual, right? As children of God, the Bible is, is truth, and that is our manual and how we live. Wisdom is using discernment to know what is of God and, what it, and then asking yourself, does this line up with the Word of God? Or does it go against the Word of God? What does God say about this? When you're trying to make a decision or when you're going somewhere or when somebody comes to you for wisdom— Okay, let's, what does God say about this? A lot of times we, we're so smart. God made us smart and creative. We have some good answers, and some of us, we are great at um, solving problems. But firstly and foremost, what does the Word of God say about this situation? Amen? Wisdom is understanding things from God's point of view. Brings me to point number one. Being kingdom is needing wisdom but not seeking it not seeking God for it. The Bible tells us if anyone lacks wisdom, we are to ask for it. We are to seek for it. So 1 James 1, 5 and 6 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given unto you. Basically what it's saying there, he gives it to you generously. He wants to give it to you. Without finding fault, he's not going to be like, okay, well, you know, these ladies want wisdom, so I'm going to give Diana some, but I'm going to give Susan not as much. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't work that way. He says, he gives generously without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave in the sea, blown and tossed in the wind. And then that chapter goes on to talk about being double-minded. When you ask, believe. Believe for it. Otherwise, you're just like, it sounds like you're a... You're wishy-washy. You're up and down. Stand firm. Believe. Point number two. Being kingdom is owning God's word, but not knowing God's word. Knowing God's word is knowing the truth. Um, Pastor did talk about in a, a couple weeks ago, he said, whenever there is ignorance of God's truth, that's where the Satan has dominion. That's where he has dominion. So if you're ignorant about something, if you don't know about something, if you don't know who you are in Christ, if you don't know what the Bible says about you, the enemy will lie to you. The enemy will keep you thinking that you are going, you're no good, that you are going to stay insecure, that you're going to live in fear, that you're not worth anything. If you don't know what the word God says about you, then the enemy is like, I'm winning here. I'm going to keep this person in the darkness struggling. Um, the Bible says that we can be healed. Like I said earlier, he died on the cross for us so that we can have victory over our battles. If you don't know that, if you don't read that in your word, how would you know that? You're going to think that you're going to go on life always struggling. You're going to go through life always on the down. You know, I'm, 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 I'm the victim. I'm always, nothing good ever goes for me. You know, I grew up in poverty. I'm always going to be poor. The Bible teaches us who we are in Christ. And if we don't know the Bible, if we just own a Bible or if we just own the Bible app, but we never open it and get to know, what is God saying? We go, we go from ignorance to knowledge to light, and we can use the wisdom that we gain for our life because God wants you to live victorious. He wants you on top. He's, the Bible says that he, we are the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. 
Amen. So we, as kingdom kids, as children of God, we have benefits. There's beautiful benefits in the kingdom of God, and they're yours. And if you live every day, I mean, like, if you lived last week on the bottom, not the top, like, this is a, this is a new day. This is a new day. Amen. Isaiah 5.13 says, Therefore my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Hosea 4.6 says, My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priests. You have been destroyed. You have been destroyed from the lack of knowledge. Learn how to read the Bible. Learn practically. Learn how to read it. You know, if you're newer to reading your Bible, open it up. Pray. Say, God, speak to me. God, help me. I don't understand this. Um, you know, there's a lot of times in my life, especially, you know, when I was first saved, I would open up the Bible and be like, oh, it's overwhelming. There's so much, so many books and chapters. And depending on what Bible you get, how thick, how thin it is, you know, red letters, black letters, commentaries. Um, I remember when we first, when I first got saved, was, I'm dating myself, back 99, that was it the Dake Bible was very popular. Oh my gosh, it was so deep with the Dake commentary in it. And now it's, it's overwhelming. Pray. Open up your Bible. Pray. Get a good Bible that has good words or pull it up on your computer and pray. Say, God, help me uh, read this. Other practical things. Study the text. Who's speaking? Who is he talking to? You know, what was going on in this situation in the Bible? Take notes. Um, Pastor has this thing where he says, uh, write it out, speak it out, pray it out. You know, write it out. What's God saying here? You know, speak it. What I like to do, especially when I'm studying, I like to listen to it. So I go to, I think it's like Bible.com and hit the speaker button so I can hear it in somebody else's voice. And then I, you know, read it as well. Um, listen to it. Use the Bible app. Research it. Share it with somebody. Hey, I was reading in my Bible the other day. Blah, 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 blah. Share it with somebody. And then let them bounce back. Or maybe they receive something different. Or maybe, you know, they're like, ah, oh, I'm inspired. I want to read that too. You know? And so learn how to read your Bible. And point number three. We're moving along here. Become, being kingdom is making up your own truth because you don't know God's word. Being kingdom. Kids say, don't be kingdom. Kids say, don't be kingdom. There you go. Don't be kingdom and making up your own truth because you don't know God's truth. Know God's truth so you don't make up your own. Amen? You don't get opinion in the kingdom of God. You don't get a vote in the kingdom of God. If you live in a kingdom, you know, in the days of, of kings and queens and castles, the people, the, the king and the queen, they made the rules, and you just lived by it. You didn't have... You didn't live by your own rules. Same thing happens in the kingdom of God. You don't get a vote. You don't get a say. You, there's freedom, absolutely. But you, you go by what the Lord says. In the kingdom of God, God is king. Amen? God is king. Either his word is truth or it's not. Either he's the Lord of lords or is not. He's either the king of kings or is not. And that's how it works in the kingdom of God. And we have to come to that place. And there's so much freedom and liberty. If I don't have to be in charge. Praise the Lord. I don't want to be in charge. Amen? because he knows better he knows it all he created everything he created us let him be in charge so many times in our lives we want to be in charge you want to fix things you want things your way my gosh I feel like you know especially those of you who've, who've been leaders or been managers or who've 
you know, have children and you're leading, I don't want to always be in charge. I don't want to be in charge. I want somebody else to take over. It's easier to be the person who's, you know, you're trusting in God. He's leading you. Let him be in charge. Amen? We don't get to pick and choose what parts of scriptures we agree with, what parts we live by. It's all. It's all. Don't, that's the kingdomist things we can do. And we just take, oh, I'm going to go with this, but I'm not going to agree with that. Um, number four. Being kingdom, dumb, is when we think there are no spiritual consequences to not using wisdom. When we think that there's no spiritual consequences to not using wisdom. Sometimes our biggest issues is that we think that, that we think that there's no spiritual consequences. And we're, we're going to get into my, finally, I'm going to get jump into my text. It's 1 Corinthians 10. We're going to read this together, and we're going to unpack this a little bit. Um, when I read scripture or when I teach, I love to just take that portion of, of scripture and just dig in and just unpack it. What's he saying here? What's this meaning? You know, every word, every comma, every punctuation mark. I love it. So here we go. First Corinthians 10. It says, just read along with me. For I do not want you to be ignorant. So this is Paul speaking to the church of Corinth. And he's basically teaching them from history, from their ancestors. This is what they did. This is what we don't want to do. Okay. We can learn from history. So, verse 1, For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, Paul's talking to the church here, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in, in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate from the spiritual food, they all drank the spiritual drink, and they all drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them. And that rock was Christ. Basically what he's saying is these people, like, they were in a spiritual in a community. They knew God. Okay, they were. Um, they saw miracle signs and wonders. They they walked to the sea with Moses. Nevertheless, these are people of God. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Verse six says, "Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not be do not be idolaters as some of them were." We cannot be ignorant to think that God will not be displeased with us. Even if we're Christians, we're believers, we pray, we cannot be arrogant enough to think that things that I do or say, that God will not be displeased with us. Verse 11 says, these things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us, on whom the accumulation of the age has come. Verse 12 says, so, if you think you are standing firm, be careful you don't fall. If you think you are, this is even the experienced Christians, even if you believe you are standing firm, be careful you don't fall. No temptation has overtaken you except that it is what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, check this out, when you are tempted, because temptation will come, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. How many of you have been in situations where you were tempted and you could have went this way or this way? That like split second where you were tempted and you're like, I know this is wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway. You've been tempted and you're like, you know, that person looks good, but I'm a, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't. They're not of God. They don't love Jesus. And you did it anyway. You exchanged phone numbers and got yourself in trouble. How many of you have been tempted? You deal with 
alcoholism or drugs, and you're like, nope, not going to do it anymore, and then you're tempted. You could have went this way or that way. He makes that way of escape. That is his promise to you. So remember that next time. Remember that next time temptation comes. Where was I? Sorry to make noises. 14, therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. I speak to sensible people. We're talking to smart, sensible people here. Judge for yourselves what I say. It is, is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks participation of the blood of Christ. We're talking about communion here. Being in communion with Christ. And is not the bread that we break a participation of the body of Christ. We're talking to believers still. This is a word for the church. People who are in communion with God. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all share one loaf. We're one body, amen? You all have a place in the body of Christ, whether you're, not literally speaking, but like metaphorically speaking, you're the head, you're the hand, you're the foot. We're all part of the body of Christ. Verse 22 says, but sacrifices of pagans are offered to demons there's that word, demons, not to God. And I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons too. You cannot have part in both the Lord's table and the table of demons. We're going to unpack that in a second. Verse 23, I have the right to do anything. There is so much freedom in being a Christian and being a believer there's so much freedom in the Word of God, so much freedom in, in this life. Verse 26, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. I'm going to jump down to verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, whatever you do, because there's a lot of whatever we do, do it all for the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews, Greeks, or the church of God. Whether they're, don't cause anybody to stumble, whether they're people in the church, whether they're people outside the church, whether they're, pe they're religious people, whether they're atheists, whatever they are. It says, do not cause them to stumble. Even as I try to please everyone in every way, Paul's saying, look unto me, even as I try to please everybody, for I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so they may be saved. One more time, so that they may be saved. And that's the mandate from Christ for us, amen? That we are to make disciples of people, that we are supposed to bring people into the kingdom of God, that our example, our love is supposed to reflect Jesus. And so uh, going to number five, it says, you, um, point number five, using wisdom is knowing everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. I just want to quick, make a quick illustration. I need, um, I need a, a, small, a young person, a kid who loves donuts. Who loves donuts? I saw the hand go up right there. Come on up here. Yeah, yep, thank you. Come on up. Michael. Yeah, bring the donut box. You love donuts. What is your favorite donut? The strawberry donut. The strawberry frosted? That is a favorite at my house, too. So I'm going to bless you with the box of donuts. Let's see if the strawberry one's in here. Can we open this? Tell everybody what your name is. Maria. Maria. When you think of, when you think of this message later, go home and think, pray for Maria. Sweet girl. 
Okay, so there's a pink one with sprinkles in here. So I'm going to bless you with this entire box. This box is yours to eat. Are you excited about that? Yeah. Yeah, she's excited about that. So this is now yours. You can do whatever you want with it. It is yours. You're free to do whatever you want. But do you think it's beneficial for you to eat this whole box today? No. No, why not? Because I, I will be greedy. Greedy. That's awesome. It'll be greedy. It might hurt your belly. It might make your siblings jealous because they didn't get none. It's not beneficial. It's hers to do whatever she wants with, but it's not beneficial for her to eat all 12. Amen? Give her a hand clap. <laughs> Who loves them some Girl Scout cookies? Girl Scout quick. Where's Miss Tracy? I, I was talking to her earlier. Where's, where's she at? Come on. Come on up, Miss Tracy. She was telling me that she loves her some Girl Scout cookies. Who else has an obsession with Girl Scout cookies? Like, I see them all the time, and I hear about it, and I see the posts, and my family can't get enough of those mint thins. I don't do mint and chocolate. Like, I, like when you go to Olive Garden, they get, no. I, for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, I, I, me personally, but I'm sure a lot of you love it. And so let's, let's bless Miss Tracy with a box of mint thins. Oh, Michael don't want to. <laughs> now, this is from my personal stash. We saw, a, we saw um, a stand at Walgreens yesterday, and I purposely, on the way out of Walgreens, I went into Walgreens for like one thing. On the way out, I stopped by the ATM to get some cash because my family, I knew they are going to want some Girl Scout cookies. And they're like, make sure you buy a lot of the mint things. So this is actually from my family's stash. So sorry, kids. But it's all good. We're sharing. We're sewing. Miss um, Tracy, I want to bless you with a box of mint things. She says she appreciates it. Now, I heard that sometimes when you eat mint things, because I've seen this at my house, a certain person in my family... <laughs> who's a male, and over the age of 40. Um, I've seen it. It's possible to sit down and eat the whole box in one sitting. Have you ever done that? No. You've never done it. But you've, you know that it's possible, right? So I'm going to bless you. You can do whatever you want with this box. Would it be beneficial for you to eat this whole box today? No. Because you are a smart woman. I freeze most of it and just pick out what I need when I have a taste. That's wisdom, people. That's wisdom. All right, give it up for Miss Tracy. Give it up for Miss Tracy. It's hers to do whatever she wants. No one's going to stop her. She's grown. She's an adult. She can do whatever she wants. It's just food, right? It's just food. It's just cookies. She can do whatever she wants. It. Not everything is beneficial. One more. One more. And there's some boys over here with your hands up. The, right there. Yep. You right. Yep. At the very end. Come on up. Give it up for Noah. Noah, do you like candy? Yeah. Do you love candy? Sure. <laughs> I'm going to bless you with the, bag of, with the bag of candy. There we go. What's in here? Do you anything you like? Yeah. What do you like? The gummy bears. The gummy bears, and there's Twizzlers and Airheads, and there's a Twix, and then there's some M&Ms. I'm going to bless you with that. Do you think that is beneficial for you to eat that whole bag today? Now, be careful what you say. Probably not. Probably not. What would, um, why wouldn't it be good for you to the whole bag? Dentist. 
Wisdom. I think he's learned wisdom from parents. <laughs> Absolutely. You can do whatever you want. And we were, we actually went to a party yesterday and we were given a bunch of these. Um, and I told the kids, I was like, do not open them in the van. Because A, I'll see wrappers all over the floor. Amen, parents? B, because I know that by the time we got home, it would be gone. So it is yours to do whatever you want with, but it's not always beneficial to eat all that candy and make sure you brush your teeth and tell your dad not to send me the dentist bill, okay? <laughs> Give it up for Noah. Give it up for Noah. Using wisdom is knowing that in this walk with God, he's given us the freedom to make choices. He's given us the freedom. We have the freedom to do anything we want, but not everything is beneficial. Not everything. And this is a, a principle that we need to apply to everything we do, especially when we do things that are not of church or of God. You know, when we go places or we do things or we watch things, the music we listen to, the concerts that we go to, the shows that we binge watch, the people that we talk to, the conversations that we're a part of, the houses that we visit, the friends that we're with. We need to use this wisdom. Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. For example... Some of you maybe, I know myself, when I'm having a hard time or I'm super frustrated or when I'm just feeling down, I have to turn on that worship music because I have to magnify the God or, or I just let the words just sing over me. I, I turn on the, the music. I let the peace enter into my spirit, my room, my car, whatever it is. Um, when Zion had uh, open heart surgery, we played worship music in the, in the hospital room. He was in ICU, and we just let it play 24 hours as he was healing, and we were just singing it over him. Amen. Has any, have you, any of you ever experienced that, where you just needed that music, that worship music? You just needed to lift up the name of Jesus. Now, why would you think that listening to negative music wouldn't have that same effect on you? And I'm not telling you you can't listen to, like, you know, secular music. But I'm saying, why would you think that then music with like negative words or cuss words or lustful words, oh my gosh, like sometimes, I, when I was younger, we used to like sing along to radio when radio was a thing, and we didn't even know what we were singing to, guys. Those of you who grew up in the, like the 80s and 90s, like we sang stuff, you know, um, it, we sang songs, I'm not even going to repeat some right now, but you know, salt and pepper, and oh gosh, I'm really dating myself. Um, <laughs> the boy bands, you know, things like that. We sing, so we, those words sometimes were a little, you know, they were a little risque. What kids are listening to now doesn't even compare. They will like sing about the whole sexual act and then some. You know, they will sing about what they want to do and how they want to do it and how they want to cheat and how they want to take away your, somebody's boyfriend or girlfriend away. I mean, they are explicit. Why would you think that listening to that stuff wouldn't have an effect on you? It has an effect on you. Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. And I'm just hitting on one thing. It's foods. <laughs> everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial for your health. We, our body is a temple. Um, the, the festivals, the, the concerts we go to, the artists that we listen to, the artists that we follow, the brands that we purchase um, who are endorsed by people who don't even, they don't even like your God. Everything is permissible. And I'm not trying to lead you into any kind of legalism because that's, that's anti-Bible too. But not everything is beneficial. 
Wisdom. Say wisdom. Wisdom. Let's go back to verse 18. Like the believers in this text, they had enough wisdom to not worship idols, and they didn't believe in other gods. They were believers. So verse 18 through 20, it, now I'm just going to recap for you. It talks about the, uh, God wasn't pleased with these people. There was unbelievers in this, in this time who worshipped other gods, and they would take sacrifices of food and lay it before these altars, and that's how they would worship other gods. Like, I'm not going to bring my cheeseburger to the altar. Like, but this is what they would do. They would take, because in those times they were um, farmers, and they raised um, cattle and animals and crops, and what they had, they worshipped other gods with. And then they would invite believers over to eat. And the believers had enough sense to know that I don't believe in that God, I don't worship like they do, but they would partake of the food. And this is where God is so specific. And he says in verse 20, what pagan sacrifice they offer to demons and not to God. I do not want you to participate with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of the demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. And when I studied this a couple of weeks back, I was so convicted by God. Because how many times in our lives that we, we have enough sense to be like, well, I'm going to watch this show. I'm going to throw something out there. Not coming for your shows, I promise. Um, there was a show that used to be on called How to Get Away with Murder. And I watched like an episode or two, and I'm like, wait a minute. This is a show about how to get away with murder. This Does this line up with God's word? Like, this is one of the, the, the things in the Bible that talks about, like, do not do. It's just simple things like that. And everybody has their own convictions. Everybody has their own things. Um, there are shows that um, are called mistresses, or they're called love edu- uh, what is it? Uh, sex education, or something like that. You know, there's all these shows, and you have to think to yourself, okay, I have enough sense, and I'm a Christian, I'm mature, and I pray, but sometimes we think, like, this thing's not going to affect me because I'm Holy Ghost-filled. It's not going to affect me. You think that. But there are spiritual consequences. I've watched shows, like I've, we've been watched and got into like some, you know, we love watching like old English series and things like that. But some things are heavy. And I've noticed that the next day, like my spirit is heavy. And I have to pray harder and I have to read more. And there's times where like in my car, we do sh- random shuffles, music. And ask my kids, I can only take so much, like one cutesy like modern pop song that everybody's like TikToking to, whatever. And then I'm like, I tell Ella, I'm like, I can't, I can't anymore. No like, like I just can't. Like I, I want to worship. I want my life to reflect with this mouth that I worship God. I can't also sing along to words that go against the Bible, that go against the Word of God, because it's not beneficial to you. It's not beneficial to your spirit. What you take in affects you. What you take in, what you read, what you see, how you talk to people. You ever get around somebody, and you're like, when you leave their presence, you're like, okay, I I feel heavy now, or their depression had an effect on me or their gossip. Now I want to gossip, you know. Use wisdom yourself in your witness and who you are and what you speak and how you affect your fellow Christians, how you affect non-believers. So I hope, you, I hope you're not like hating me after this because 
I'm learning too, guys. I am learning too. I'm humbled as well. My last point, number six, kind of touched on it already. Using wisdom is recognizing the need to be a wise witness. Use wisdom in your witness. Our witness is how we share, how we share Jesus. So in a, in a criminal trial or any kind of court case, the witnesses, they talk about what they've seen, what happened, and they tell their story. Our witness as believers of Jesus, we take in, we've experienced Jesus. So what he's done for us, we then share. We're witnesses. And so we have to be wise in our witness. What are we doing? What are we saying? What are we going? What are we posting? What selfies are we taking? Our witness, are we, are we bringing others? Are we drawing attention? Are we lifting up the name of Jesus? We have to be wise in our witness. Proverbs 11.30 says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. Morally, 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 morally. Such a weird word. Morally neutral activities can lead to immortally being unmortal. What I'm saying is, what might tempt you might not even like distract somebody else. So going places, doing things that are like morally neutral. Like for example, the movies. It's a morally neutral. Like you're not going there, you're not sinning, you're going to the movies, you're having a good time, it's entertainment, right? But what might tempt you might not tempt somebody else or might doesn't tempt you. Might If you know a brother in Christ who is struggling with pornography, you won't take him to a movie that is going to show nudity. You're not going to invite him over to watch shows or a movie with you for movie night that is going to tempt that person and keep those images in their mind and take them a step backwards. Um, you, we have to, as the body of Christ, know that we can affect people's spirits. We can affect people's walk with God. We can affect our children. What you might be tempted with um, might not tempt them. And what I know Pastor Jamie and I, like when we first got together, like, we talked about our struggles and like they were complete opposite. I was like, oh, you struggle with that? That's what I struggle with, you know? And they, they, did, they didn't line up. Everybody's different. And we all come from different lineages. We all come from different um, generational curses, things in our families. And we have to be aware of that as body of Christ. Like what affects you might not affect somebody else. Um, what you do and what you say can either lead people to Jesus or pull them from and also, we have to be careful. This, in, the same, in, the, in the same message here, we have to be careful that what we do and say doesn't also lead people to legalism, to religion. And be like, because then we're judging and, and we're, leaving, we're living, under, living under a law that Jesus didn't put over us. So we might, we might make sure. If you struggle with alcoholism, obviously you don't want to go somewhere where there's alcohol, right? Common sense. It is important. There's a necessity for wisdom. There's a necessity for wisdom and to operate when we operate in the kingdom of God. And this goes for everything. And I'm, and I'm almost done here. So, pastors, if you want to come back up, um, I just want to talk on just two, two quick topics again. This applies to everything. Politics. Politics. You know, we, we, don't want to, we don't like to get political in church, but we can apply this to politics. Just because it sounds good and it looks helpful and it might, you know, it sounds good, it looks good. Does it line up with the Word of God? Drugs, 
you know, some people, it, when, now that it's like legal, again, is it, is, it, is it beneficial for you? Horoscopes, smoking, your language, is it beneficial? The worship of money, your personal ambitions. Some of you could be so ambitious and you want to succeed and you want to excel, you want to provide for your family. Absolutely, praise the Lord. God gives that, puts that in you. But don't let things become your God. Meditation. Meditation outside of, the, of, of Scripture, meditation outside of the Word of God, out of worship to God, is not beneficial to your spirit. Certain lifestyles, witchcraft, idolatry. What the Bible says, what the Bible says, you, we don't get an opinion on this stuff. Amen? Makes it easy for us. We don't get an opinion. When people like want to come at us and be like, well, do you believe this or that? Especially when it comes to like social issues and lifestyles, what do you believe? Well, it doesn't matter what I believe. This is what the Bible says. This, it's, it's easier that way. Adam and Eve. Last example. Adam and Eve and in Genesis, God blessed them with everything and, and provided for them and said, you can eat of anything in this garden that you want, but do not eat from a certain tree. Do not eat from a certain tree. The serpent got into her head. The serpent tempted her, and he was like, are you sure God said that? You know, if you eat from this tree, the one that was forbidden, you know, do you know that you'll be wise? Do you know that you'll be like God and you'll be able to see and your eyes will be opened? And, and what did God say? What did God tell Eve? She said, don't eat from that. He said, don't eat from that tree. But, you know, it was food and it looked good. And it said, the Bible says that it was looked desirable. Sometimes things that look good and that look desirable, it's what the enemy is using to bring us down. It's what the enemy is using to pull us away, to, to bring us out of relationship. Adam and Eve walked with God, and they lacked for nothing. And his word, because it was he that spoke it, said, don't eat from this. And she looked at this tree. Again, it was just fruit. She wasn't committing this big sin or whatever. It was just fruit. And it looked good. It looked desirable. And she was lied to. She was told that she would be like God if she, if she ate it. She judged the tree and the fruit by how it looks. It looked desirable. And by what she could gain. If I eat this, I'm going to be wise. We do not judge goodness this way. We judge goodness by the word of God. Goodness is revealed in Christ himself. What did God tell you, Eve? What did he say? What is he telling you? What is he speaking to you today? If it aligns with the nature of God, it is good. We have to pray. We have to ask God. Everything I do, I want to do it for your glory. So do you want me to see this? Do you want me to go here? Do you want me to take this job? Do you want me to continue this relationship? There's a cost for living this way. There's a cost for consecration. There's a cost to live this way, to live in God's word and God's complete um, direction. There's a cost, but there's also great joy. There's also great freedom. There's also this knowledge and this love that, that 
comes with being in communion, being in lockstep with God. There's this joy that overcomes you. You're lacking joy in your life. How close are you to God? You're lacking um, just life within you. How close are you to God? God wants to, to, to walk in lockstep, locked arms with you. He wants to partner with you. He wants to lead you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to coach you. When you go to the grocery store, when you go to work, when you wake up in the morning, when you're dealing with your kids, He wants to be so close to you. He wants to give you this life. He said, I came so that you may have life and live it abundantly. If your life, you're not in abundance, then just ask yourself, like, where, where am I missing it, God? Where, where are we, how are we not good right now? What's in my life? What do I need to cut out? What do I need to quit? What do I need to um, give up? And he doesn't ask you to give things up so that you could be empty. He asks you to give things up so that he could fill you up. Amen? Amen. And in closing, all, do all, do all for the glory of God. So whatever you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or Greeks or the church of God, just as to try to please everyone in everything you do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved. That they may be saved. Amen? Amen? Wisdom. Say wisdom. Do you still like me today? wisdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Let's pray. Everybody to your feet as we close. Praise the Lord. Wisdom, 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 wisdom. And I feel like there's a lot that we impact here today from knowing that you can obtain wisdom, knowing that we are to come from ignorance, knowing that the, the word of God, the Bible, it's life. Amen. And it's not always easy to, in your busy day, to open up the Bible, to pray, to worship, to use wisdom with what you're doing, where you're going, what you're watching. But this life, family, this life is temporary. What matters is what's eternal. The eternal life matters. So remind yourself when you're like struggling or you're, you know, feeling down or whatever. This life is temporary. What matters is the eternal, your spirit, your soul, and who you want to bring to heaven with you. How many people do you want to help get to heaven to have that eternal life? Pastor and I have this thing we always talk about. We're like, we say, we do it for the cause. We do it for the cause. The cause is worth it. We do it for the cause. We do it for the cause. We give up. We sacrifice for the cause. We, we take on the hard things for the cause. For the cause. Do you take on the cause today? Do you sacrifice for the cause? Amen. Let's pray. And just make it personal between you and God right now. I don't know if we're still streaming, but if you're watching online, we pray for you too. We pray for you too. We pray. If you're listening on the podcast later, we pray for you as well. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you speak to us and that you want to speak to us daily, hourly, minute. I thank you, Father, for your word that teaches us, 
that rebukes us, that convicts us, Lord. I thank you for that. I thank you for that conviction. I thank you for that correction, Lord. I thank you, Father, that you are giving us wisdom, that you're giving us understanding, that you're giving us um, the clarity to organize our thoughts in a way that we know what is good, what is not. We thank you for the ability to use wisdom and judge correctly, George, according to you and your word and what you say, Father. Father, we receive this. We receive your wisdom. We ask and we receive and we believe right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you, Lord, that this week you're going to bless my family. You're going to bless every single one that you're going to show them. You're going to show them how to use wisdom. You're going to point it out. You're going to reveal it to them. That's even tomorrow, Father, on Monday. They're going to take your word and they're going to apply it to their lives and they're going to grow and they're going to bring others with them. I thank you, Father, for your word. And for right now, I just speak a blessing over my family right now in Jesus' name. Father, whatever is troubling, whatever is hindering, whatever is um, tormenting them, we ask it to leave right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that you're loosening your people to walk in freedom, to walk in victory, to walk in your light, in your direction, led by you, Father, in the name of Jesus. And right now, we just shake off anything that's keeping us from you. Any wall that stands between you and them, it must come down right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, we surrender to you. We surrender to you right now. Just say that with your own words. I surrender, Lord. I surrender to you. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are the Lord of my heart. And we thank you, Lord, and we pray this all in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.